Oh, he's worthy to be exalted and lifted high this morning. For he has been faithful to us another week, giving us the opportunity to be in his house one more time. I, I am delighted for that privilege this morning. You all are looking good, sounding good this morning. And uh, we are truly honored to have you in the house of the Lord with us today. And I do pray that all is well with you and yours at this season. And uh, we are ever getting so close to mowing grass, pulling weeds, and all of those wonderful things, right? So the grass is turning green and, and uh, new life is in the air. And we're so thankful, thankful for it. And uh, Brother Jade mentioned at the beginning of service today, gave you several announcements. Let me just uh, add, tell you just a couple of things to add to that. Uh, not this Wednesday, but the following Wednesday, the 24th, we will have Brother Derek Pitts with us uh, from the Nation of Belize. Uh, you want to be here for that. Make plans to be here on a Wednesday night, and he will be giving us a report of what's going on there and be sharing what he is doing. And then he'll also be with us the following Sunday to be in worship service with us. And uh, we're excited about uh, introducing him to all of you and uh, just believing for this uh, friendship just to grow and develop as we move forward together. Amen. And then also uh, Resurrection Camp Meeting, April the 5th through the 7th. Uh, Pastor Mark and Dana Solvers is going to be back with us. Going to be a powerful time in the Lord as well as Brother Austin New. Uh, and Kyla, they'll be back with us for camp meeting as well. So you want to mark your calendars to be there, uh, be here for that. It's going to be a wonderful time. Uh, Pastor Mark, Sister Dana, excited to be back with us. And you'll, you'll be hearing more about that over the next few weeks. But uh, just mark your calendar and plan on being here. going to be a great time in the Lord. Amen. Those of you going to class, feel free to do so this time. And I'm just going to take us into the Word today. Uh, those that are in the sanctuary with us, if you have your Bibles with you, please turn to Matthew chapter 21. Matthew chapter 21 this morning. I hope the hour of sleep did not affect you too much this morning. Um, but uh, we are grateful uh, that you are here this morning as we worship together and grow together and learn together this morning. I know that uh, this is a very uh, interesting time in our world. It's a very interesting time in our nation. Uh, the church is going through lots of things. Uh, just like every other area of life. Um, but this morning I come with good news, okay? And I, uh, I'm going to stand and try to deliver what the Lord has birthed in my spirit for our time together. We are just a few weeks away from celebrating the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It's always an exciting time. Uh, we're just a couple of weeks away from Palm Sunday. Uh, which is also a very wonderful time. Um, and so I, I do know the calendar that we're in, okay? But this morning I'm going to read to you, uh, just to lay a foundation, the triumphal entry into Jerusalem uh, that we normally celebrate on Palm Sunday. Uh, this may sound a little like uh, a Palm
Palm Sunday message at the beginning, but please stay with me uh, this morning because I want to just encourage you. I'm not going to tell you probably anything new today that you don't already know, uh, but sometimes we need to just be reminded that he is faithful, that he is ever-present, and that he is also soon coming again. And I find the longer that I live, especially in this season, in the midst of all of the craziness, I, I'm finding myself that I don't really fit in and I don't really belong here. So I began to just look forward and I began to have a little bit of a longing deep down in here for a place called heaven. Can I remind you, it is a real place today. It's not a fairy tale, but it is a reality. So we're going to go on a journey, and I want to talk to you this morning. The Lord, it helped me about the coming interruption, because there is an interruption that's coming. And I, I, I pray the Lord will give us ears to hear this morning. Matthew chapter 21, beginning in verse number 1. It says, and when they drew near unto Jerusalem and were come to Beth Passage unto the Mount of Olives and sent Jesus and sent Jesus two disciples saying unto them, go into the village over against you and straightway you shall find an ass tied and a colt with her. Loose them and bring them unto me. And if any man say aught unto you, you shall say the Lord hath need of them and straightway he will send them. All this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet, saying, Tell ye the daughter of Zion, behold, the king cometh unto thee, meek and sitting upon an ass, and a colt, the fowl of an ass. That is the prophecy of Zechariah 9 and 9, by the way. And the disciples went and did as Jesus commanded them, and they brought the beast and put on them their clothing, and they set him thereon. And a very great multitude spread their garments in the way, and others cut down branches from the trees and, and strode them out in the front of the way. And the multitude that went before and that followed cried, saying, Hosanna to the Son of David. Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And when he was coming to Jerusalem, all the city was moved, saying, Who is this? And the multitude said, this is Jesus, the prophet of Nazareth of Galilee. For a few moments this morning, I want to take this passage and share with you the coming interruption. We know today that we're in a very disrupted society. I've stood from this platform for months, for the last couple of years, I honestly, sharing with you and talking to you some of the things that that I feel like God has birthed in my spirit of what was going to be happening, what was going to be transitioning. And I believe that we're witnessing that and living in that, and I believe that there is still more to come. I will stand here and not back up on what I have spoken from this platform, inspired by the Lord and by the Holy Spirit, but there is a great exposing that is still taking place, and there is a crumbling of men and institutions, and it is going to intensify and is going to continue. And I believe even by summer that there is going to be even greater devastation 
unexpected devastation in many areas and many lives. And I do not say that uh, to be uh, boastful or proud about seeing anyone be destroyed. But I want you to understand that just because men think they have it figured out does not mean that they are the final authority. But when God steps in, there is divine interruption. And when he steps in, things change. To be in the midst of an interruption means to simply be in a state of interrupted. And there is things that's getting ready to be interrupted in our nation as well as the nations of the world. And I believe that there is times of divine interruption that alters the course of history. And I believe this morning that we are living in that time and even there is a greater interruption that's coming. We find ourselves on several occasions that men have had plans and it appeared like they would accomplish that which they would set out to do Without warning, though, something took place that disrupted and everything changed in a moment. I can give you multiple stories of when this has happened, whether it be when the man of God began to build an ark and the world was destroyed, or whether it was at the Tower of Babel, or the heating of a furnace, or even when a den of lions had been prepared, or even when God saw fit to move his hand and stay the dew from the ground, and famines and pestilence came upon generations. We have documented evidence throughout history of mankind that man has always dealt with times of divine interruption. But none is greater than the interruption that have affected the human race than the birth, the death, and the resurrection of one man, and his name is Jesus. Can I tell you today, notice the effects of this child that we often refer to as Jesus the son of David, our savior, our king. Notice he was born of a virgin. What a disruption it caused at that season. He was conceived by the Holy Ghost. He was not the son of man, but he was the son of God. And we find what a interruption occurred. We also know that he was not simply just born, but he was born in a stable in Bethlehem, fulfilling a prophecy that had been given many, many years before. And upon his arrival, he was not announced by a nurse or a physician, but the angelic host of heaven announced his arrival to some shepherds keeping their flock by night in the middle of the field. What a time of interruption. At the age of 12 years old, this man, uh, he made men marvel uh, as he sat in the temple and had conversation with them. And he interrupted them and in such a manner that they simply said, how does he possess this type of wisdom and knowledge? Uh, we find that even when he was baptized in water, like every other man at his time, that there was an interruption because there was a voice from the portals of heaven that simply said, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. Uh, and the Holy Spirit came and landed upon him in the form of a dove. Uh, what a life 
of interruption. Uh, and at the age of 30, as he began his earthly ministry, uh, he began to walk into the synagogues of that day and began to teach as others was teaching, uh, but yet he taught in a manner that they had never known before. They said, how is it he's able to speak with such authority uh, and power? They'd never seen it on this fashion. Uh, but can I tell you, men failed to understand uh, what was taking place right before their eyes. Uh, even though prophetically they had heard about someone that was coming, uh, even though they had been taught uh, from childhood uh, that there would be a Messiah, there would be a deliverer, uh, but they failed to identify who he was. Uh, we find that he would deliver his people with the great detail the prophets had given precise things concerning him, but all the while men failed to unsee the unfolding of these prophetic events. Uh, after a little better than three years of earthly ministry, uh, Jesus now uh, knows that the cross is in his future. Uh, it is ever getting so close. Uh, and even though his spirit was willing, uh, his flesh is fighting the task that's before him. Uh, but yet he knows before the cross there is still one more thing that has to be accomplished. Uh, and that is the story that I read to you this morning. Uh, he knew uh, that there had to be the riding into Jerusalem. Jerusalem on the back of a, of a donkey uh, to fulfill uh, the prophecy of Daniel's 69th week. Uh, and we find that in Matthew chapter 21 as well as in Mark 11, uh, the story of the palm branches and the waving of the garments uh, was the path for him to ride in on. Uh, we find uh, that this event, uh, as I said earlier, was prophesied by Zechariah chapter 9, verse number 9. Uh, and we know that the crowd in front of him in this picture uh, was a picture of Israel. Uh, but we also know that the, pit, the crowd following him uh, was a picture of you and I, the church of Jesus Christ. Uh, it was a picture of before the cross uh, as well as after the cross. Uh, very much prophetic uh, if, uh, emphasis on this story. Uh, but notice upon his his arrival into the city, uh, once again, this baby uh, that had caused an interruption uh, began to cause a city uh, to be disrupted. It says uh, in our reading this morning uh, that the city was moved. Uh, when you take that back to the original form, it's saying this, uh, that Jerusalem began to be shaken uh, when he arrived. Uh, and can I tell you, it wasn't shaking because uh, the donkey was putting its foot down uh, it was shaking because uh, the prophetic utterance of God was been fulfilled uh, and the Son of God uh, was making his triumphal entry uh, into Jerusalem uh, for what was getting ready to take place. Uh, everything was getting ready to be different uh, from this point on. Uh, much like at that time of his birth, uh, the atmosphere began to be charged uh, by the angelic host of heaven. Uh, movement was taking place in the heavenly realm uh, that was getting ready to affect uh, the earthly realm. Uh, however, uh, there was those in that era that failed to see the sovereignty of God uh, even though their eyes uh, were open. Uh, the 
religious folks of that day was in the synagogue uh, praying for a Messiah to come uh, and they did not know uh, that the Messiah was riding past their buildings uh, on a donkey uh, proclaiming uh, that he was the king of glory. Uh, I stand before you today with a simple proclamation this morning. Uh, This man that was as disrupted humanity uh, for generation, uh, it has not finished yet. Uh, But we are on the brink uh, of an interruption that is greater than any uh, that has ever been known by man before. Uh, Scripture teaches us, uh, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be uh, at the coming of the Son of Man. Uh, Notice Matthew 24, 37 through 39. Uh, It says, but as the days of Noah were, uh, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Uh, For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating, drinking, marrying, giving in marriage uh, until the day that Noah entered into the ark uh, and knew not until the flood came and took them all away, uh, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Uh, Notice, uh, my fear is this morning uh, that we have a generation uh, that has been blinded uh, by the lies of our adversary. Uh, But I hear the word of the Lord deep in my spirit. Uh, The one that the early church saw leave uh, is still coming again. Uh, We are closer now uh, than we've ever been. Uh, He is not coming, however, uh, on the back of a donkey, uh, close in meekness, uh, but he is coming back in the clouds of heaven uh, with the sound of a trumpet, uh, not as a lamb that's been led to slaughter, uh, but coming back as the lion of the tribe of Judah. Uh, And we are instructed, my friend, this morning uh, in Matthew 24, 42 through 44, uh, watch therefore. For you know not what hour your Lord doth come, uh, but know this, that if the good man of the house uh, had known in what hour and what watch the thief would come, uh, he would have watched and would not have suffered his house to be broken up. Uh, therefore, be ye also ready, uh, for in such an hour as you think not, uh, the Son of Man comes. Uh, can I tell you, this interruption uh, is going to bring havoc uh, upon this earth. Uh, we are not that far away, my friend, uh, from experiencing uh, the most glorious event for the church, uh, but the most devastating event for the world. Uh, I know that many people aren't watching. Uh, I know many people not talking about it. Uh, You can come to church week after week, year after year, uh, and you'll never hear a message on hell, uh, and you'll never hear a message on heaven, uh, because not only is the world not watching for him to come, uh, but the church is slumbering and sleeping as well. Uh, But I want to encourage somebody this morning uh, that I know the world's a mess uh, and I know all kinds of stuff's going on uh, and I know men saying it's going to be this way and it's going to be that way uh, but I got to tell you uh, that there is one that I call king uh, one that I call lord uh, one that I call savior and friend uh, that is still sitting on the right hand of the father uh, making intercession for you and I uh, and he at the given time uh, of the father uh, is going to stay 
step down from the portals of glory uh, and he is going to bring about an interruption uh, and men's plans uh, are going to crumble and fall. Uh, but the glorious church of Jesus Christ uh, is going to lose gravity uh, and we are going to be called up to meet him in the air. Uh, can I tell you we're closer now than we've ever been. Uh, cemeteries are going to look like minefields uh, due to the bursting forth of the righteous. Uh, those who are alive that are uncovered uh, in covenant with him, uh, they will lose gravity uh, and we will leave this place uh, and we will step into a place of eternal bliss. Uh, this event will begin uh, the fulfillment of the 70th week of Daniel's prophecy uh, and can I tell you uh, we will forever be with the Lord. Uh, so don't you sit here this morning uh, all down and discouraged uh, saying I don't know how I'm going to make it. Uh, I'm going to tell you how we're going to make it uh, by keeping our faith in Jesus Christ uh, by walking after him uh, every day of our life. Uh, so you're going to have to pardon this preacher this morning. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and celebrate uh, in the midst of the darkness uh, because I refuse to repeat history uh, but I'm going to keep my eyes fixed uh, because there is a sound uh, that's about to be heard uh, that's going to go around the globe uh, and it is going to touch uh, the ears of the saints uh, those that are alive and dead uh, and we will resurrect uh, listen uh, the world says we've got you pressed uh, we got you down uh, but the Lord says uh, just hold on a little bit longer uh, because I'm about to come and get my bride uh, I'm about to take you home I'm about to take you to a place where you've never been. Oh, our king is about to return. Don't you dare think about quitting now. Don't you dare begin to get distracted. Can I tell you the finish line is just ahead. I know you may be tired this morning. I know you may be battered. I know you may be bruised. But we are on the verge of the greatest interruption. Men don't see it. Men don't understand it. But hear the word of the Lord. He is not slack concerning his coming this morning. Just like the disciples went into the city and brought the ass and the colt to Jesus, there is the angelic host of heaven that has been repositioned and realigned in this season, preparing for his arrival. At the same time that's taking place this morning, he said, but I just don't understand what's going on here in this realm. I'll tell you what's going on in this realm. Is there is a purging and a reclothing of the church for this occasion. Why do we not see what we want to see? Is because we need to be walking with fresh power and fresh anointing, fresh vision. And that only happens when we've been purged by the Holy Spirit of God, my friend. Know this, we are simply one trumpet blast away from seeing our king. As I am speaking to you this morning, please hear me. There is a table that's been prepared for the marriage supper of the Lamb. And can I tell you, it's just not beginning, but it's almost complete. There is a reunion of the saints that's about to take place. Those that have gone on before us is going to welcome us home in just a very short time. 
You see, this morning, if we're not careful, we'll focus on all of the stuff that's around us here, and we fail to focus on the things that awaits us there. I don't know about you, but I'm getting more and more uncomfortable, and my heart is longing more and more. Think about what's in our future this morning, church. Jasper walls, gates of pearl, streets of gold. If that's not enough, a place of no more suffering, a place of no pain, a place of no death. place where the saints of all ages will be together with glorified bodies that will never grow old. I don't know about you, but I need that body. This one screams louder every day. Don't you young people laugh. It'll be be on you before you know it. Listen. Listen place where Jesus himself will be with us and we will be able to behold the face of the one who died for us and redeemed us from sin. As wonderful as the music was this morning, can I tell you we're about to join a heavenly chorus And we're getting ready to have a song on our lips that the angels are going to have to stop their singing because they can't sing this song because it's the song of the redeemed. Hear this preacher this morning. Somebody ought to begin to rejoice. Right in the midst of your pain, right in the midst of your not knowing, right in the midst of all of the uncertainty of life, because your future has never looked better. What are you saying this morning, Pastor? As I'm saying this, it's time that we get back to understanding who we really are in Christ. And it's time for us, as the redeemed of the Lord, to begin to shout with the shout of triumph. And at the same time, let's prepare for the sound that's about to be heard. Does that mean we sit down and just get ready for the future? No. It means that we should self-examine every aspect of our life and realize this. If we are going to do something for him, we have to do it now. There's a generation that's dying lost, my friend. There's a generation that doesn't know who he is. They don't know the power of his resurrection. They don't know his love like you know his love. They don't know his peace like you know his peace. And it's your responsibility, my responsibility, to simply to sound the message of the good news until he comes. So how do I prepare for the sound? It's to be watching. And to be waiting as well as to be laboring in the field. If you have become overwhelmed in your Christian walk, if you become overwhelmed in the life that you're living currently, 
Can I just encourage you right now, just look up because your redemption draws near. Can I say it this way this morning? We truly are about to overcome. I'm not talking about just a mere victory here or a mere victory there. But I'm talking about a complete victory in Christ. Let me give you this very familiar passage of Scripture. 1 Thessalonians 4, beginning in verse number 13 and the following. But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that ye sorrow not even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain under the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which sleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be called up together with them in the air, in the clouds, to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. But get this last verse. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. I want to comfort you this morning just for a moment with these words. Jesus is coming. I'm not making light of your situations in life. I'm not making light of the hardships and the struggles. But Jesus is coming. You may hear the diagnosis of heart disease or cancer, sugar diabetes or whatever it may be, but I tell you, Jesus is coming. You may be grieving the loss of loved ones, but tell you this morning, Jesus is coming. Your nation that you love may seem to be in shambles, but I stand here and tell you, Jesus is coming. May look like evil is abounding, but Jesus is coming. It may look like evil is setting on places of high authority, but Jesus is coming. And this time, this interruption that's going to be associated with his coming is going to create the greatest victory that the church has ever known. Because we will leave this realm and we will step into that heavenly realm. And oh, what a day that will be when my Jesus I shall see, when I look upon his face, the one who saved me by his grace, when he takes me by the hand and leads me to the promised land. What a day that will be. Do you understand? Man, I've heard this thing all my life since I was a kid. Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. 
Jesus is coming. But can I tell you at this stage of my life, I believe it now more than I ever, and there's an itching in my spirit just to go home. Jesus is coming. Can I say to you this morning, if you're under the sound of my voice and you don't know him as Lord and Savior, you should jump out of your seat and run to this altar and say, God, I give you my all. But if you're under the sound of my voice this morning and you're weary and you're discouraged and you're overwhelmed, you need to do what Paul said to Timothy. Stir up that gift inside of you, boy. This thing's not over. I got to tell somebody this morning, I know you're just upset about all kinds of stuff. I get that. Man, I am too. But at the same time, when I step back and I go back to the word of the Lord, how can I be disturbed and discouraged when I know who he is and when I know who I belong to? Can I tell you, he's not just coming back to visit but he's coming to take us home. In my father's house is many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. But I go to prepare a place for you that where I am, there ye may be also. John 14, verse 1 through 3. Do you believe that he's coming? As they come to the music this morning, don't get used to short messages, but this is as short as I get. But I come just to encourage you today. I come to encourage you with the simple fact that this thing is changing and it's changing quickly. How do I know it's changing so quickly? It's because, can I tell you, I understand the struggles are real. The pressures are real. But I'm so thankful that the Lord can just come and just give you a little bit of taste of heaven while you're even on earth. I'm not ashamed to admit it this morning. I'll just be totally transparent with you before we pray today. But... I love my father, got a great relationship with him, but I'll be honest with you, I was a mama's boy. I still am a mama's boy. They say you get sentimental when you get old. I guess I'm getting old. I don't know. But man, I miss my mama. Last week, I had a 
dear lady, come up and just simply say this. Do what mom always did. She said, I really struggled with this, but the Lord told me to come and tell you. She said, I'm not your mama, but mama would simply say this. I'm really proud of you. But she took her little hand and she just patted my face like my mama always did. Just a taste of heaven. I knew what I was going to be preaching today, yesterday, and I was at an event yesterday. Dear saint of God that I haven't seen for a long time. I took her by the hand and just greeted her and talked to her. Just another little taste of heaven. Took that little hand and looked just like my mama, the same frame and everything, and just said, are you okay? That messes with this guy, man. It was an interruption in my life twice in a week. And I'm like, God, I just don't know if I can handle this stuff. Why do I tell that story is because, can I tell you, I believe what God's simply saying is just, is just stay the course. Just keep your focus. It's almost over. I got to tell you this morning, church, it's almost over. And that doesn't discourage me, but it lights a fire inside of me and it gives me a whole thing of mixed emotions. But at the same time, it prompts me to know this, that there's a world that has to receive Jesus in the now. You and I could not afford to walk from this building today and do another week like we did last week or the week before. There has to be an urgency because Jesus is coming. I have family that's not serving him today. I have friends that's not serving him today. There's a community around me that doesn't know his love, his grace, and his mercy. Oh, it's going to be a glorious day. But it'll even be more glorious if you can look around and you can say, you know what, I shared Jesus with that one and I shared Jesus with that one and I shared Jesus with that one. Can I tell you, don't be discouraged this morning. But just like those little pats on the cheek that I've got this week, There's a push in the spirit that's saying, you know what? There's some things that you've not yet beheld that you're getting ready to see. So church, on this Sunday morning, know this. What you see in the natural is not all that it is. But that there is a coming interruption that is going to give way to the most glorious day of our life where we see Jesus Christ. Are you ready? If today was the day, are you ready? Without hesitation, without reservation, can you truly say,
I'm ready. As we stand all over this house this morning, heaven, oh, what a place! Oh, what a place! I'm thankful for what's been prepared there right now. I'm thankful for the hope of our future. But you're here today and you'd say, you know, preacher, I've never really truly surrendered my all to Jesus. You have no promise of tomorrow. You have no promise of the rest of this day. The Bible tells us that today is the day of salvation. Choose you this day whom you will serve. What I'd love to see the remainder of my time on this planet is to see the aisles of the church once again filled with people walking to a place of surrender. I want to see your family do that. I want to see my family do that. But it only does it. It only happens when we are the salt and the light of the world God's called us to be so folks let's begin to operate in the realm that God has for us let's be the church that he's called us to be I'm just going to call us to a season of prayer as sister Melissa just leads us in this beautiful beautiful song maybe you have family that's not saved today this would be a good time to just intercede for them and call for their names petition heaven on their behalf today maybe you're here this morning and you're weary maybe it's just been a state of struggle can I tell you there's strength there's peace, there's rest for the saints of God that will simply call on his name can we just have an attitude of prayer this morning won't you come, kneel, stand We'll pray with you if you want special prayer. But oh, what a day that'll be when our Jesus will see. Hi, everybody. This is Pastor Jade Abrams here. I want to thank you for joining us today. And I also want you to connect with us. You can find us on all the social media platforms listed below. And we would love to catch up with you, hear what God has spoke to you, and continue to follow us. And we love you, and God bless you.